0: Welcome to the Endurance Coachpreneur Podcast, hosted by me, Coach Michelle Link. This is the show that helps endurance coaches bridge the gap from hobby to creating a dream impact-filled and profitable coaching business. We will discuss all things endurance business, including time management, marketing, mindset, growing your community of engaged athletes, all while increasing impact and profitability. Listen here to grow your athlete roster of ideal, perfect for you athletes while bringing home more income for you and your family. Endurance coaching is already your dream job. Let's make it a full time reality. Welcome back to the Endurance Coachpreneur. Today, I'm going to talk all about something that I hear about a lot and is something that used to stress me out big time, which is how to get comfortable on video. And let me tell you, it was not something that came easy to me at all. I remember back, you know, I don't know, three, four years ago when coaches would get on video and talk to the camera and it would really trigger me. I'd be like, how dare they be brave enough to get on video? Like what? They must be just totally different people. Wow, that must be so hard. How did they learn how to do it? They must just be more outgoing or whatever it may be. But I was just very fixated on the fact that I could not get on video and they could. So, this is definitely something that I had struggled with and now I don't feel bad about it at all. Video is very easy to me. In fact, today the reason I'm doing this episode is today I knew I was going to record a video and I used a lot of the uh, my own tips to make it e- the easiest for me and the most comfortable. So, we're going to get into the four ways to get more comfortable on video. But first, I want to explain why is video even important? Like, why do we even care about video? Why why do we need to do it as coaches? Why should we get better at it? All, all of the things. And there's a really main reason, and that is that we are on social media to connect with our potential athletes and our current athletes, okay? So, We use these tools because we're not going to be able to see people in person all the time to connect more with people. Athletes do not want to hire a coach that they don't know. They want to feel comfortable that they know who they are as a person and that that coach that they hire matches up well with them. Okay, So I created this thing called the hierarchy of connection and I'm going to try to explain it to you today. If you want a copy of it, Send me a DM at Coach Michelle Lake, and I'll send you the picture if you're more of a visual person. But picture an upside down pyramid or a funnel so this, the bottom is small and the top is big. And we wanna, I wanted to give, make a way for people to understand how different things we do on social media in person or whatever, how they connect and how they match up against other actions, okay? So the first one that I have on there at the very bottom in the very thin spot of the funnel, if you think of an upside down pyramid or triangle, is your logo. When someone sees your logo at a race, and an event, maybe on social media, it connects a little bit. They're like, okay, I see that this is a coaching company. Maybe you like the logo. You like the colors. You feel something towards it, but it's honestly pretty small. Like it's not super connecting. Um. Think of that logo as with X being the time it takes to earn trust, okay? So if a logo is going to take a really long time to earn trust, so then you're like, well, what earns trust quicker? So the next thing on my hierarchy, so a little bit wider on the triangle, are social media posts slash writing. So when we write, we give the athlete more of an opportunity to understand us, to connect with us, and for them to feel more like they trust us more, Okay. So I consider our writing, our social media posts to be two times as effective or it's going to take, it's going to more quickly move a person towards connecting, right? Because it's going to be twice as good as a logo. So the next one on the triangle is pictures of your face combined with writing. So you've written, but now we also have a picture of our face, This is the dirty little secret or not so dirty secret of why many of my social media posts have my picture. It's because it helps you connect with who's writing. When you're just reading words, you don't know who's behind the words. I mean, you may have like an idea, but a picture is a really good reminder of who's writing. And it's also a good, uh, like as people are scrolling, they will notice your post better because of your picture and notice who it is. So when we add pictures of your face combined, or pictures of you working out, or pictures of you coaching, whatever it may be, with writing, now it's 10 times as connecting as your logo. So you can see, as we keep adding on these parts to our posts, they they give us more quickly built trust, okay? So then the next one is video. So it's video of you talking. You can hear your voice. You can see how you use your hands when you speak. It can be any of those things, okay? So that is going to be 20 times. And now remember a few things about video. First off is that video of you talking is not always gonna be heard by who's watching your video, right? Like. I think it's like 80% or 70% of people watch video with the, with the sound off, at least video, like YouTube, obviously, people would have the sound on. But Instagram stories, for instance, or even Reels as you're scrolling by, most people don't have the sound on. So that's why captions are so important. But even without the sound on, it's not necessarily your voice that they're connecting with. It's just how you move. It's how you speak. It's how you animate, okay? Okay that is so important and i put that at 20 times the connection of a logo so now you can see why video is so important it just allows people connect so much better and they get a feel that they know you when they see you on video so much quicker than a picture or any of the other things okay and then just to to give it another end the very top of the triangle or the base the upside down triangle is in person connection and conversation it's pretty obvious now that you're thinking about it that when you meet somebody at a race or you meet an athlete at the running store or at the track or the pool or wherever, when you meet that person in person and you have a conversation, you connect with them way faster than any of these other things. What's really amazing about social media is it requires us not to always have to be in person, but when we do get that opportunity to be in person, the connection right now is 100 times the logo ok? So in review, the logos one time, one times or one x. social media posts or writing or two x. pictures of your face combined with writing or ten x. Video of you talking, your voice, your mannerisms is twenty x. An in-person connection and conversation is one hundred x. So, in a perfect world, you'd meet somebody in person. You'd exchange Instagram handles, and then you'd continue the connection over Instagram because obviously not everybody's ready to hire you or, trust you right away after one conversation, but that would be a way to do it. But video will help you get that connection with that person quicker. And I understand that video is a scary thing. It is much more, um, you're putting yourself out there more. I totally understand that. And next step, I'm going to go over the four ways that I got comfortable on video because remember I was saying it just made me like ill. Like it almost made me angry that people were feeling comfortable getting on video. So let's go over those. And they're actually much more simple than you think. So the first one is I practiced. The more I was on video, the easier I got. This is not a skill that everybody just wakes up with. Well, of course, there are some people that are really good at public speaking from birth. There just are. But 90% of us, it requires a lot of work. Most people that are on TV didn't just wake up and get on TV. They had to practice a lot. It was their calling to keep working on it. So we can't expect that the first time we get on video, it's going to be the most perfect video ever. It's going to take time. And a lot of times people in the business world just feel this like that they should be good at all these business things from the start. And the majority of them take practice, content creation, sales, video, even coaching. All these things take practice. Our athletes have to do workouts a ton of times a week. My triathlon clients sometimes do 14 workouts a week or more. They realize that the sport that they're training for requires a tremendous amount of practice. Uh, I'm not saying you suddenly have to get on video like five times a day every day, but that is actually not a bad idea. Um, the last time I talked about this on social media, we ran a challenge. And it was all about video and creating a habit. And the challenge was it was like mid-October and until the end of the year we were going to get on video one time a week in Instagram. And a lot of the coaches that did the challenge, they came back and they were like I can't believe how much e- easier video is now and I actually enjoy it. And it was just joining the challenge and having that extra little bit of accountability to post a video and then keep doing it week after week was really helpful. And one thing I do know with video, because I struggle with this one a lot, is that I often kind of forget to do it. Like it's just something I don't consider because it's just, you know, you get busy and you don't remember. So I also, this is still part number one of practice, but I also like to add like uh video reminders and what does that mean is that I will have actions or anchor actions throughout my week that will that will remind me to do video so one of them is for a while whenever I would finish a run I would walk the last 10 minutes and create a video and that would be a reminder that oh yeah it's time to do video again because you need to do this frequently you don't you don't want to do it like once a year you want to do it like once a week at least So that would remind me, okay, I finished a run. I have time. Let's get on video and talk about something. And what's beautiful about exercise is that's often where I get a lot of my content ideas. So I would usually when I was out running, other than focusing on my workout, I would come up with something that I wanted to talk about. And then I would make a quick Instagram story or even a reel about that. So a lot of my videos are of me outside and we're going to get into that more later. But number one is practice. Number two. No overthinking. The first take is almost always the best. This even comes true in podcasts. There's been a couple times where I've stopped it and then I go back and do it again. I'm like, well, the first one was better the first time. When you overthink it, you become more stiff and you, it just doesn't come across well. My story of the first time that I made a video was, was on Instagram stories and I was walking between my mother-in-law's house and their community pool. And it was a pretty far walk. It was like in this house they were renting while they were building a new house. And it was probably like a 10-minute walk. And I think I took 25 takes before finally I just posted the 15-second video that I was making. I overanalyzed it. I was just overthinking. I was just so fixated on trying to be perfect. And all it did was made me become more and more stiff if I had kept all the videos, because I was very promptly deleting them at each time, if I had kept them all, I'm fairly certain that the video that I would have kept would have been the first one. The first one is typically the best one. And the second part about this, and that I've mentioned already, but part two of two, of number two, is that you're never going to be perfect. Trying to create perfect videos is, I mean, we're not, in a professional studio, we don't have professional expertise. We don't have a, a professional makeup and hairstylist. We there's going to be noises in the background. And what's really cool is that our athletes don't expect us to be perfect. They don't think we have all those things. We they connect better with us because we're real. We make mistakes. We say um. We trip over our words a little bit. We get confused about what we're talking about. That's normal human life and it's part of connection. And that's why often in this podcast I just do it on one take and I hit rec- you know I hit record at the beginning and then I I send it off for processing. Like I don't re-record and oh let me do this section again. No. I'm not here to be perfect. I'm here to get the information out, okay? So, no overthink no overthinking. The first take is almost always the best. So that's number 2. Number three, keep it short. This is a big problem with beginner video people. They feel like they have to say every single thing and give all the details and all the references and get every thought out of their head and they don't edit. It's hard when you're not overthinking to not edit. But I want you to think about how how you are with video on social media. Do you sit, stop, and watch the video? And every second of it, or do you sometimes just like, oh, this is too long. I'm gonna scroll, right? It's gotta be short. Sometimes it's gonna take time to get to your point, but please do not make it like your like a TED talk and be 10 minutes long or your you know, dissertation. Get to the point. If you struggle to say too many words at once and remember what you're talking about, I suggest cutting it up so record one to two sentences at a time then edit together less stumbling over words and it's less pressure so i use an app that connects all the videos together and now let me go look at the name of the app since of course it's called spark camera i use this app which lets me record a bunch of short videos and then it glues them together um, immediately or instantaneously and then you can go back in and and cut sections of the video as needed. So I recommend using an app like that, that will make it easier for you. Uh, Don't always just use the Instagram app. It's just a little, sometimes it's easier to use the third party app. And when you record one to two sentences at a time, it's a lot easier to leave out ums and uhs because you know exactly what you're going to say. Like you've already kind of rehearsed it in your head and then you say it. So that makes it a lot easier but there are also limits to your videos. So if you're doing Instagram stories, they used to like a year or two ago, they used to be only 15 seconds long. So you had to make a bunch of short videos or it would cut them up. Now they're 60 seconds long. And I'm gonna tell you, I think it's better to keep it short and cut your video to like 15 to 20 second segments because people don't wanna sit and watch one really long video. Also always make sure you put captions on it so that they can read what you're saying if they're not, you know, before I was saying 70 to 80% of people don't have their sound on. So make sure you put that caption in front. And what's really beautiful is there's two ways to do captions. There's the hard way and the easy way. The hard way is that you write out what you said or paraphrase it. This is great for people that are really short on attention span. They're seeing you talking. They may even listen to some of it but they're reading the paraphrased or the cliff notes version. So if you said three sentences, you, you summarize it in one sentence, what you type so that peep, the person watching is still getting the gist of what you're saying, but they're not having to sit and wait for the captions to come through. Cause that's option two, which is use the auto caption feature. And if you don't know where that is, it's in the smiley face on the stories and the reels app, you hit that and it'll say captions. And then there's a couple options for captions, but, I often like doing the paraphrase version because that keeps that helps people that are really short attention span to not have to sit and wait cuz like if there's a 60 second video with captions, I have to be really intrigued to listen to the whole thing. I will most likely skip forward and I love when people paraphrase it because I get the connection with you but I also can do it quicker, okay? People have really short attention spans and I know it's not just me. So, number 3, Keep it short, record one to two sentences at, at a time and then edit them together. Less stumbling over words and it's less pressure, but also keep it short because people have no attention span and remember things like I they change it all the time. But like today I tried to upload a reel that was 92 seconds long. The limit on reels at least on my version of my app right now is 90 seconds. I may have been able to change that feature. I actually don't even know. But I went back in to Spark Camera and edited out the first two seconds, which I needed to edit out anyway because I kind of like made a funny face and didn't actually say anything. So I cut out the first two seconds. Now my video is 89.9 seconds and it fits in the 90-second limit and everything's good. I can't tell you how many times I went and made these long videos and then found out that it was too long for reels. And I'm like, ah, and I had to re-record it. So – Keeping it short is a good thing. Okay, so that's number three. And then number four is keep moving. I don't know why it is. Moving helps you with anxiety. It's easier than standing still and it lowers anxiety. So I almost always do my videos walking outside. It also gives your backdrop some interest. You're not just like looking at like the wall behind you. It gives you some interest And the lighting is typically pretty good. How do you do lighting? When you're outside, you almost always want to walk into the light so the sun is on your face. It may be in your eyes. That's probably not ideal. But at least it lightens and brightens up your face instead of being in the shadow. Okay. So that's one thing about being outside. Try to walk into the sun or kind of into the sun. It doesn't have to be directly. And also, I changed which hand is holding the camera. On the spot on that spark camera app, I'll do a 10 second clip and then I'll change, I'll walk somewhere different. I'll do another 10 second clip, but maybe with the other hand because it changes the background and it makes it a more interesting video, especially if it's going to be longer. The movement behind you is intriguing, at least subconsciously to your mind. And you're like, Ooh, what's going to happen next? Like, where are they going? Like, sometimes when I'm out walking, I go through a tunnel. And then I'm in the woods, and then I'm in a neighborhood, so it's 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 more interesting than just seeing a constant background, like if you were sitting in your car or something. That's really helpful um, to keep people's interest, but it also will lower your anxiety by moving through that um, video that you're creating. So that's what I did today when I had to make well, I wanted to make my video, is that I used all my tricks, I in review. I practiced. I had made tons of videos before this one. So it was easy for me to be confident. That was number one. Number two, no overthinking. The first take is almost always the best. I didn't do, de- I think I deleted one of the little snippets because I said the wrong thing. But the rest of them were all the first take. And I just glued them together. I didn't really edit it more. I just made it more natural. And I tried to not overthink it. <laughs> it's sometimes hard. Number three, keep it short. My, se- my video is 90 seconds, but I did use the Spark camera app. Um, I'm not affiliated with them or anything. I just like the app. Uh, but I use that app and it helped me think through what I was saying without getting, you know, like tongue tied or saying, um, because I may have still said, um, but it helps me cut the video up and make it quicker. And it was less pressure. And I kept moving. I almost always walk in my videos. And it does get you outside. And I did all that. I did the video I created. So this is going to come out, I don't know, at some point. But I made the video on February 22nd. So if you want to go watch the video I made, I was also walking the dog and uh, managing a leash while walking. And it was a trail, so try not to trip over rocks. So I'm pretty proud of myself that I got that video in. I will say that if you're doing it outside – I like to go in the woods because it's typically quieter. You can kind of hear me walking in the background and you may hear water because I was walking by a creek for part of it, but you're not hearing like trucks drive by. Like it's super frustrating when you're making a video and a really loud car goes by. It just sounds bad too. So we want to make, you know, we wanted to make it simple and easy and not overproduce. but some things are too much and like trucks driving by make it really annoying. So So definitely keep moving. So that's what I have for today because I really feel like video is so essential for athletes to get to know us. And I want you to try one today. So if you try one after listening to this and you've never made a video or it's been a while, tag me or forward it to me. I'd love to see it. And I really hope that this podcast has helped you connect more with your people because this is one of those next level coach tasks or actions, we'll call it, that really help you connect with people and help you grow your business in so many ways. Like it's just, it's, it's setting you up more as a leader. It's showing that you're willing to put yourself out there. It's building your self-confidence. It's gonna help you with public speaking. And like I said at the beginning, it's gonna help you connect with your people. If you have any questions or you like this episode, I'd love a share. Send me a note on Instagram if you have any um, recommendations for future episodes. I would love to have some ideas other than my own. I have tons of ideas. Don't worry about that. But send me a note. Tell me what you think. And I'll chat at you next week. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode or have any feedback, DM me at Coach Michelle Lake. that's Michelle with two L's, on Instagram. Also, take time to leave me a review if you enjoyed it. Until next time, coaches, let's get out there, grow who you know, take action, and keep changing the lives of our athletes.